Before we get started with this episode, I've got a quick question for you. Why should a couple book you instead of any of your competitors? Now, I know that may sound harsh, but it's a question you need to answer in your marketing if you want to stand out and book more weddings. After all, if couples don't know why you're the perfect fit for them, they'll compare you to your competitors, and that usually results in them comparing you based on price. Clearly, standing out is the solution to ghosting, price shopping, losing perfect clients to your competitors, hearing things like, we went in another direction all the time, your very understandable frustration, and feeling like you can't raise your prices, as well as so many other problems that plague wedding pros. That's why the totally free Stand Out and Get Booked Challenge is all about making sure you stand out from your competition so couples know within five seconds if you are the perfect fit for them or not. Because really, that's all the time you've got to stand out if you want to get booked. The challenge is happening the week of May 20th. So go grab your free ticket over at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com slash challenge. And I'll see you there. This is the Evolve Your Wedding Business podcast, episode number 183. Get ready to maximize your productivity and minimize your stress. In a world where wedding professionals are struggling to market and grow their businesses, one podcast brings together top experts and actionable strategies to help you build the wedding business of your dreams. This is the Evolve Your Wedding Business Podcast. Here is your host, Heidi Thompson. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Heidi Thompson, and I am all about helping wedding professionals like you create six-figure businesses, working with your ideal clients, so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And today, I want to talk to you about a miracle of productivity called time batching, because One thing I hear from wedding professionals a lot, like a lot, a lot, is I'm too busy or there's too much to do. And this is, you know, exceedingly common among wedding professionals. And one of the biggest things I see is people trying to do everything. And that is an absolute recipe for disaster. Now, there's certainly no shortage of things that you can do for your business or in your business, but that doesn't mean you should be doing them. Not everything matters. You just need to choose the best ways to reach your ideal client and book them and focus on those. Focus is your best friend. Now, the problem is that I found when I'm working with wedding professionals, a lot of the items on their to-do list don't add up. They don't line up at all with what they say they want to accomplish. And they don't line up with the reality of the time available. So what I mean by that is you say you want to book X amount of clients, but you're spending all this time on things that don't help you book clients. And when I'm talking about the reality of the time available, how many hours 
do you want to work a week? Because when you make that determination for yourself, you make things fit into that time frame. So I really want to challenge you to listen to this episode, plan out your week, and only focus on revenue generating activities wherever possible. And if you're wondering, Heidi, how do I figure out what my revenue generating activities are? Easy. Where do your customers come from? And if you're not already asking them, start now, go back to previous clients and ask. Look at your Google Analytics, see where you're getting the most traffic, see, you know, of those traffic sources, who are actually filling out your inquiry forms, who are you winding up working with, and focus on those. Because when we try to do all the things, we inevitably wind up in this trap of being too busy. And we're too busy with things that don't actually matter. They're just things that get put on the list because they're things that we can put on the list. So I'm sure you've had this feeling where you feel pulled in a million and 10 different directions. And you're switching between tasks, you're getting pulled every which way you're feeling guilty that you didn't get something done. But I want you to know that switching tasks like that, jumping from thing to thing, actually costs you about 15 minutes each time you do it. There have been a lot of different studies that show that it takes your brain about 15 minutes to get back up to the optimal speed that you were at when you were really focused and you got interrupted. Maybe it was by your own thought. Maybe it was by a notification. Maybe it was by another person. No matter what that interruption was, it just cost you 15 minutes. And the average person is getting interrupted or is interrupting themselves constantly throughout the day by task switching. So you're losing hours every single day. So you have that, just the math of that. And then you have the anxiety that comes with it. And I don't know about you, but I really, really hate that feeling of when I get pulled away from something. And then I start guilting myself because I got pulled away from it. And now I'm focusing on this other thing. And it builds up this anxiety of all of these things that I need to do and I'm just, you know, giving myself a guilt trip constantly, that's not the way I want to live. That's not the way I'm sure you want to live. So I want to give you some actionable things that you can do to stop doing that. Because none of us know how to do this stuff. We have to learn how to do it. And when you really shift your focus to, is this a revenue generating activity? It definitely helps, but I want to take you through time batching. This is going to change your business if you're not already doing it. If you are doing it and you're still being pulled in different directions, you could probably improve on how you're doing this. So there's really three things you need to do when you're planning your week. It is a huge productivity and focus booster to actually sit down and plan your week. And it takes me like 15 minutes on a Sunday to do this. You can do it whenever you like. But the first step here is to map out your big rocks. And big rocks are the non-negotiables. 
They are things that you need for you, things that you value most, things that you have to do. So it could be uh, you have a yoga class at a certain time. It could be that you like to take the first two hours of the day for yourself to really, you know, go through your morning routine and ease into the day. It could be that you like to have lunch and take a walk. So you take like two hours off in the middle of the day. Whatever that is, whether it's like a morning ritual, your workout time, downtime with your partner, time with your kids, you know, life, (laughs) remember that? You have to block them out. Because if you don't protect these, everything else starts to encroach into these areas of your calendar. So if you block this out where, nope, from 8 to 10 a.m., that's my morning time, that's for me, I don't do anything until 10 a.m. in terms of my work, block that out on your calendar so that nothing else can be scheduled in that time. I use Google Calendar, use whatever you like, and you can create recurring events really easily on really any sort of calendar. So next up, set your work hours. Now, I'm a little loosey-goosey with this myself, and it's definitely something I can improve upon, but I tend to resist really strict boundaries. So I'll tell you a bit about how I do this for myself. But Boundaries of any sort, whether they're very strict or not, depends on your personality. They're your friend. Studies show that your tasks expand to the time you allot. You know, remember in high school when you had to write that huge paper and you put it off until the night before it was due? Well, you got it done. You just waited to the last day and you pulled an all-nighter. That's because there were constraints in place. And that's really, really valuable. So it's important to set working hours because, you know, the point of running a business isn't to burn yourself out. It's to give you the freedom to do what you love and profit from it. So consider this an investment in yourself, in your mental health, in your overall well-being. And when something comes up outside of those work hours, you have to look at it critically. Does it really need to be done at that time? Does it really matter? Is it really urgent? Or can it wait until you get back in your inbox the next morning? Exercise saying no. And it's a muscle. Being able to say no to things takes practice, but it does feel very empowering to control your schedule in this way. Now, as for what works for me, I definitely set some parameters around the time I'm going to start and stop working, but I'm not as strict with when I'm going to take time in the middle of the day. Because I do like taking time in the middle of the day to have lunch. Uh, Usually my husband and I will go for a walk and I don't really care if I do that at noon or if I do that at two. I want to do it when I feel like it. And I know that I'm going to do it because I built it as a habit. So I don't have to have it scheduled, you know, at a specific time. Also, if I'm feeling really inspired and I want to work longer than my work hours, 
that's totally fine. I am very happy to do that, you know, as long as it doesn't encroach into other areas of my life and it becomes detrimental, obviously. But I don't respond to other people during that time. That time is for me to work on things that I want to work on. It isn't a time for me to respond to a client email that suddenly came through because then you're breaking your own boundary and people will come to expect that of you. Now, when it comes to actually how you lay out this schedule, this is where time batching comes in. So the next step here is to schedule your batches. So what's a batch? Batching is simply grouping similar tasks together so you can use momentum to get through them and you can avoid that cost and that anxiety of task switching. So like I said, every time you switch focus, it costs you something. It costs you 15 minutes. It costs you anxiety. So let's not do that forever possible. So I do this with calls. I do this with podcast interviews. I do this with education. Friday is my education day for myself in my business to work on, you know, courses I'm a part of or implementing things that I've learned. Because if you don't have time to work on the business, instead of just in the business, you're not creating it. That's the only reason why you don't have time to work on the business itself. And it's really, really easy to allow this to happen, where you don't make the time You don't set aside the time in your calendar. You don't create the batch for yourself that, all right, I'm dedicating a day a week to marketing, or I'm dedicating a day a week to um, education and growth and putting the things that I'm learning into action. If you don't do that, it's not going to happen because everyone else's priorities are going to pull you into different directions. So for example, I only do calls on Tuesdays and sometimes Wednesdays. Uh, The way I have that set up is I just have it set up in Calendly. So the only time people can book calls with me are Tuesday and Wednesday. If, you know, they can't make that, which is exceptionally rare, like one in a hundred people, then, you know, they'll contact me, say they can't do that, and I can decide if I want to work around that. And I usually do, and it's totally fine. But with the other 99 of those calls, they're all happening on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I go into Tuesdays and Wednesdays knowing this is my call day. I am talking to people sometimes back to back, And I can just focus on that and focus on them. I don't feel the need to focus on anything else because that's not what this day is for. I can do the actual actions I need to take as a result of these calls on the day that I have that batch scheduled. So for example, you may decide there are certain days or certain parts of certain days where you're going to do client meetings and client calls, maybe Uh, You do all day Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, and Thursday evening, or something like that. Whatever works. But adding parameters to this gives it 
just this nice little box to live in on your schedule so that you don't have people taking your time and you don't have to switch from task to task to task and lose all of that time. So we're trying to get the time back. So calls, client meetings, these are great things to do. Um, I have a member inside the Wedding Business Collective and she has a batch on Friday morning. Every Friday morning, she has her three hour block in her calendar and that's her marketing time. That's her time to do any marketing related tasks. It could be creating social media posts, could be filming videos, it could be um, you know, working on a plan, you know, maybe she's planning things for the next month or two. All of these things are happening in that three hour block. And because they have a home, it reduces the anxiety because you know, you're going to get it done. You really, really, really need to try this for yourself. Even if you only start with one batch, even if you start just doing your marketing, on a certain day. Maybe you're not setting aside time for that now. Do that. Maybe you put a container around when you do calls. I actually batch all of my podcast interviews with guests. I will do an entire year's worth of those in about two to three weeks. And in those two to three weeks, I'm still only doing calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Tuesday and Wednesday for about three weeks are just full of calls where I'm recording podcast interviews with guests. And then I do my solo episodes more on the fly. That really works for me. And that reduces a lot of stress because I know it's done. And I know that I don't have to worry about it. So there's the type of batch where you're doing a lot of stuff in advance to get it done, which is great and can be super helpful with things like creating content, whether that's blog posts, podcasts, social media, creating images, writing captions for Instagram. All of these things are so much easier to do when you batch them together because you get in a roll and you may as well use the momentum of this instead of breaking that momentum and costing yourself time and making yourself feel super anxious. So give this a try for yourself. First, block off those big rocks. Then set your hours. Where can these batches even live? Because they have to work around your hours and your big rocks. And then schedule your batches in. If you're a photographer, maybe there are a couple days a week where you do nothing but edit. And if you're thinking, well, I have too many things to do and they don't fit into batches, well, now you have a capacity problem. This isn't uh, an issue that can't be dealt with with batching. It's that you've put too much on your plate. So at that point, you really want to look at how can I systematize this? How can I create a process to make this faster, make this easier, make this more streamlined? How can I automate this? Is there a particular tool I can use to automate this process? And then finally, you want to ask yourself, how can I outsource this? And about 90% of things we do in our business can be outsourced. And I want you to think about outsourcing in terms of return on investment. Let's say you pay an assistant 
Um, for easy math, we're just going to go $10 an hour for 10 hours a week, just for math's sake. I'm not saying that's what it's going to cost you, but just for math, that's $100. I find it very hard to believe that you cannot generate $100 in your business in the now freed up 10 hours that you have. You can probably generate way more than that. Or you can do things that are going to generate revenue in the future for you. Things that are actually important and not just urgent and not just need to get done. And this is how you really start thinking like a CEO. This is really important. This is how you get out of that overwhelm cycle. Because we get stuck there. We're the practitioner in what we do. And we keep ourselves trapped by not looking at the bigger picture, by not looking at, am I spending my CEO time on a task that I could pay someone $10 an hour to do? Well, that's stupid. That's a huge waste of time when you could be paying someone to buy back your time that you can use to take time off for yourself or earn more. So if you're looking at these batches and you have too much, I want you to think about that. And I also want you to think about, like I said up top, are these revenue generating activities? Are these even things that tie to your goals? Or are you just doing them because you feel like you're supposed to? Because there are a lot of things on people's to-do lists because someone else is doing them and they feel like they need to do it too. That's why the way I teach wedding professionals to create a marketing plan is to really focus on their ideal client. We have a whole process for this. And focus on three marketing channels for themselves. So maybe it's going to be Instagram, SEO, and referrals. And those are the things that they are focused on. They aren't doing TikTok. They aren't showing up on Facebook because those things don't matter to them. They aren't going to be the things that move the needle. And when you put your CEO pants on, you have to start thinking about which of these things actually makes a difference. Because not all tasks are created equal. Not all tasks deserve to be on your to-do list. And if it's something that absolutely has to get done, bookkeeping, for instance, you can outsource it. And in the time you save, you can make more than you're paying. That is how a CEO thinks. Now, speaking of CEOs, I have a brand new summit coming your way in January. And I was so excited about this. It's called the Wedding Business CEO Summit. And it's entirely focused on helping you go from overwhelmed and overworked to streamlined and more profitable than ever. It's really going to help you put your CEO pants on. We're going to be talking about things like this, about creating a profitable schedule for yourself, managing your time, about how to systematize things, about how to automate about different revenue streams you can add into your business, about how to make sure you're protected legally and you're making sure your money is working as hard for you as it possibly can. 
and how you can grow by building a team, whether that's a team of people who also do what you do, perhaps associate planners or photographers or other florists, or you're building a team to help support you with people like virtual assistants, and you're going to learn how to do that too. So you can find all of the details for that over at weddingbusinessceosummit.com. As I'm recording this, the registration isn't open just yet, but you can get on the wait list to be the first to know. It's going to be a totally free event from January 25th through the 29th, and you definitely don't want to miss out. So I really encourage you to try out what we've talked about today. Try batching things together. Try grouping them. And I think you're going to see that you are able to get so much more done because it's a focused area of work. It's like if you were trying to read a book one page at a time and then getting distracted, you're never going to comprehend that book. You're never going to finish that book. You have to dedicate time to read the book and dedicate time to do the other stuff that pulls you away from this. And this really helps you to do that. So even if it's just one batch that you implement for yourself, maybe it's your education or your marketing or your calls, whatever it is, start doing that. And I think you are going to see, no, I know you are going to see incredible results from this. This is an absolute game changer. And I want to hear from you. Let me know what you have decided to start batching and let me know how it's going. I want to check in with you. I want to know how it's going. So shoot me a DM I'm on Instagram. I am Evolve Your Wedding Business. And thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. And I'll speak to you again very soon.